Welcome to Biblical Truth. If you'd like to um, get your Bibles, and we're going to go to 1 John. We're still in the book of 1 John. If you go to 1 John chapter 5, and we're going to pick this up in verse 17. I'll just play this while you're turning to 1 John chapter 5, verse 17. Okay, this will be our final lesson at this point in the book of 1 John. Um, and I'm going to conclude by reading from verse 17 down to verse 21. And to put you in context, uh, John opened up this epistle with the fact that they were eyewitnesses to the Lord Jesus Christ and he made it very clear that God was manifest in the flesh. And so I'll read you First John just as a way of remembrance of First John chapter 1 where John had said that which from the beginning which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. So John started the book of First John in that manner, and we're going to close off in the same manner here where he says in verse 17, All unrighteousness is sin, and there is a sin not unto death. We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one toucheth him not. And we know that we are of God, and that the whole world lieth in wickedness. And we know that the Son of God has come, and have given us an understanding that we may know him that is true, and that we are in him that is true, even in his Son Jesus Christ, that is true, excuse me, that is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Let's pray. Father, I ask you to help us in thy word. And again, Lord, may you open it up. Maybe we'll be clean. Father, may you wash us in the precious blood of Christ. May thy spirit fill us. And Lord, help us and use us. And we ask it, dear Lord, in Jesus' name and for his sake and glory. Amen. So the previous lessons, the last two lessons was we have, this is the record, uh, and we have the record of eternal life, which we've covered in the last couple of lessons. The last lesson was this is a confidence that we have in him and a confidence that we have in in, in, as, in as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, that we know that when he heareth us, that we have the desires and the petitions that we ask of him, because we are asking him according, asking a petition according to his perfect will. But I want to point out the very fact here that in context, John now finishes off, and especially in the last, in the last, say, five verses here, but he says here that we know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one toucheth him not. And of course, therefore, we as believers have been born again. We have the Spirit of God. We have the blood of Jesus Christ uh, already 
given to our account, whether a lost person or an unsaved person, until they receive Christ, they can have also eternal life and they can have the blood put to their account. In other words, their sins are forgiven. And um, John writes from the very beginning to the believer uh, and he wrote that we write these things unto you in verse 4 of chapter 1, that your joy may be full. Now there are two things the believer needs is the joy that we have uh, and our confidence and our faith in him. So he says, and we know that we are of God and the whole world life and wickedness. Now that keep that in mind that we know that we are of God and we know that the Son of God is come and have given us an understanding that we may know him that is true and we are in him that is true even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. I want to talk to you primarily about that one term this is the true god and um we notice that the word true there is mentioned three times and of course we also know that in if you went back to say verse 6 of the same chapter where he said this is he that came by water and blood even jesus christ not by water only but by water and blood and it is the spirit that beareth witness because the Spirit is truth. So the Spirit is truth. The Word of God is true because we have that because we have the record that we have eternal life. Now, as we come into this passage, I want you to think for a moment with me. The term true, the word we use to say something's true or not false, um, is, is used in this world, in this kingdom. Uh, let me explain for a moment. If we go back to heaven, in heaven there's no need to use words of true and false. Everything in heaven is true. God is true. There's no need for the word. When, when Adam and Eve were in the garden, um, God just spoke the truth. He says that in the day eaten of the truth thereof, he shall surely die. He just spoke the truth. So the word true is a, is, a, is a term used here to make contrast in the world we live between what's true and what is false. But when you get to heaven, that word is not found there, yet it was found in dealing with Lucifer. Now let me remind you of Lucifer, the anointed cherub, and he was seated above God there, he was put in that anointed place. And in Ezekiel, the Bible says in chapter 28, verse 14 to 15, you can write these verses down, Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so, thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. This is obviously talking about him now, he's been cast out. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of the fire, Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created till iniquity was found in thee. So, so Lucifer was perfect in his ways. There was, no, there was nothing unfalse about him. But Isaiah says in verse chapter 14, verse 13 to 14, this is what the anointed cherub said. 
He said, For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the side to the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. So Lucifer, known as Satan, said that he would ascend. And he uses that term, I will, I will, five five times. But here, I want you to understand that statement that was found in Lucifer is false. It is not true. No matter what Lucifer might have planned to do, it is not true. I want you to think with me because there is only one true God. And Satan cannot be God, so therefore that's not true. And Isaiah chapter 45 verse 5 to 6 says, I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, thou hast known, not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west, and there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. So when you deal with heaven... God is true, there is none else. So therefore, Satan Satan tells us that uh, he is making a, a, a false acclamation that he could be God. Isaiah says in verse chapter uh, 45, verse 21, where the Bible says, Tell ye and bring them near, yea, let them take counsel together, who have declared his this from ancient time, who have told it from that time, have not I the Lord? And there is no God else beside me, a just God and a Saviour, there is none beside me. So therefore I want you to understand that Satan's words, the iniquity that was found in him, is not true, it's false, it was pride. And we know what God had to do in that kingdom was to remove Satan and he was cast out. And uh, he fell, as we know. So the word true is a term used in this temporal kingdom. It's not a, a, there's not a, no need for that term in heaven because there is none other God besides God and whatever is in heaven is true because of God. Anything that is found false will not remain or dwell in heaven. And yet we know that Satan came down we know man fell, and he is now called the God of this world. And in Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, In whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So he is the God of this world. And, of course, we are in a world that tackles in a climate of false information, if there's ever a, a day where it's more obvious of what is true or what is factual and what is false, it's ever more on the rise in the very day and age you live in. The Israel war and the land, it's amazing how, it's amazing how that whole thing is, is taught and how it's proclaimed in the day and age we live in. God gave Abraham that land and that land was given to Israel and they were told to dwell in it and they were to cast out the, the inhabitants 
and the rest of the world God gave the Gentiles to. That's the truth. But we can't have the true God, though, if we don't have the true word. Now, I want you to think for a moment. You can't have the true God without the true word. And Psalm, he did say, he, the Lord did say, he'd magnified his, the word above his name. And of course, to have the true word, to have the true God, you must have the true word. There's, you can't have God being true and then the word of God not being true. That's, that's not possible. I mean, and the spirit of God who is truth cannot bear witness to something that is not truth. So therefore we can't have, therefore we have God who is true, but also we have his word which is true. And of course, we as the believer who's born of the spirit, begotten, therefore we do know the things of God. But remember, the natural man does not know God. And the reason he does not know God or the things of God of First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 13 to 14, if you remember, we went over this, where the Bible says, which things Paul speaking here, he says, which, which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So therefore we teach from the Word of God, the King James Bible, and we compare spiritual things with spiritual. We have the Spirit of God. We also have been given the understanding of the true Word, the written Word of God. So he says here, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, and he can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So therefore it's very important to realise the believer, second birth, by having now the Spirit of God, now we can understand the things of God, we can also understand those things which are true and which are false. So he, so John really makes it very clear where he says in verse 20 of the last chapter, he says, we know that the Son of God is come, and amen, we've looked at that, We've looked at the fact that he was God was manifest in the flesh. We know that the the gospel was that Christ died for our sins. He was buried and rose again, and have given us an understanding that we may know him. That is true. So we have an understanding, and of course, that understanding is very obvious that you and I, as a believer, can, can understand what is known as the mysteries of God. And we recently did. Um, in chapter 1, uh, excuse me, First John 5, 6, where John makes it clear that, that he said, this is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood, and it's a spirit that beareth witness because the spirit is truth. And of course, we've looked at the fact that the, the water is dealing with the natural birth, that Jesus Christ was born of Mary, Yet the blood is the is the incarnation. It's the it's the miraculous birth of Mary, being a virgin, where the Holy Ghost overshadowed her. So therefore, Jesus Christ was the God Man. There was no man like the Lord Jesus Christ that ever has been on this earth, because Jesus did not have the inherited nature that we inherited from nature. Excuse me, from Adam, uh, in which was comes through the blood, yet here we have, he had God's blood, yet you and I 
as believers understand that, we have the understanding of the mysteries. We have the understanding that the that now that we have Christ in us, the hope of glory, which is another mystery. And I remember, uh, I remember I tried reading my Bible when I was around the age of maybe fourteen or so, fifteen, and I tried to read it and I couldn't understand it. I remember I was trying to read the book of Daniel, and I put it down and I just said, one day I'll I'll know what's in that book. And of course. I know what's in the Bible because, thank God, he saved me by his grace and we, I trust the Lord Jesus Christ as my Saviour and I ask God to give me an understanding of his word, which he did through the Spirit of God. And, of course, that's, uh, that, that truth is open to every, every believer who comes to the Bible, believe it's true and ask God to show him. So we have the true, so we have the true word, the incarnation, God manifest in the, in the flesh is true. And of course, of course, that's uh, that statement there that God was manifest in the flesh is the one thing that can become under attack. Now, if you remember, if you think about that, only Jesus Christ therefore could say that I am the truth. No other could say that. Remember, Jesus said, "I am the light of the world." As long as He is in the world, the light, the light shines. Remember, so Jesus Christ. So John writes to us. So we can know him that is true. And of course, one of the battles that you and I have as believers is found in chapter 4 of 1 John, if you go back to that, and where he mentions to us, he says, Beloved, and believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. He by know ye the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. So if, if you're around someone who claims to be a Christian or a believer, and does not believe that Jesus Christ was God manifest in the flesh, therefore... And he is he cannot be um, therefore, and he denies the the fact that the Lord was that is the truth. Therefore, he has what's known in the Bible as the spirit of Antichrist. So sometimes the believer's battle is a spiritual one, and we need to keep that in mind. Now, of course, the Bible says we are in Him because of that second birth, and because we have the second birth, we have a witness then to the written word. Amen. The natural man can't receive or understand, but we, excuse me, we can because we have the spirit of truth and we know that the written word is true. So I want you to understand it's very clear then that we are talking of the true word, true God, but you cannot talk of the true God without the true written word of God. Can I get at least an amen out of that? Because we know and understand that God is true because we have the written word of God and we also have now the privilege and understanding through the spirit of truth that these things are the truth. And of course, the natural man cannot understand these things because they are spiritually discerned. So the Bible is, so therefore, we've got to understand, therefore, if the natural man cannot receive the spirit of the things of God, then he's going to change the written word and he's going to change the written word by the natural man's understanding and spirit. And of course, 
the natural man at the moment believes that this world was not created and this world is going to, that, that man can, can control climate change. That is the spirit of man. That is not true. That is a misinformation. That is a lie. Yet man believes it and they believe that's their wisdom. Yet we have an understanding that is not the lost man's understanding. We have the understanding of being saved. And this is the, this is the great and wonderful truth about being a child of God. You have the truth and you can understand what the truth is and you can discern what is false and what is a lie and understand that the word true is given to you and I now because we need it. There's no need for the word true when you're in heaven. <laughs> Amen. You'll see him as he is. We'll know him. And there's nothing up there in heaven that is false. And if anything is found false, as it was where sin was first found in in the heart of Satan, it was cast out. So the believer therefore becomes, so therefore in this day and age you and I live in, we then become witnesses to the truth. We're a manifestation of the fact that God is true by our witness to the fact that the Bible is true. So the issue is the word of God. And of course, and it is the, it is the written word. We have the Son of God as our Saviour. God's our Saviour. Yet we have the written word. Um, and of course, if you want to bring this down to a more practical application and you want to prove the fact that the, the word of God is true and how much it is hated in this world and if there are three things that are hated in this world, there's no doubt the Jews are hated in this world. You can't deny that the Jews are hated. Whether they're living right towards God or not at the moment, they're still hated. They always have been. The other one that's or has that are hated generally are the Bible-believing Christians because the world hates the Bible. And you say, well, Brother Simon, how do you know that the world hates the Bible? Well, it's quite simple. Just open it up and show somebody and see what their reaction is. Open up to John chapter 14, 1, and tell them that Jesus Christ said, I am the truth and the way, and there's no, no man can come unto the Father but by him. So we are therefore witnesses to the truth. What you hold in your hand, the King James Bible, is the truth. Now, so John is John wrote to us, and he opened up with the very fact of that the true God was manifest, and that he was a they had the privilege of witnessing and walking with the Lord, and and he made it very clear that God was manifest in the flesh. John makes it very clear to us that we also we also can walk in light, as he's in light, and therefore. It's up to you and I as a believer to believe the written word and that's and when you start believing and put your faith in the written word of God, then God increases our faith and we walk in light. It's up to us to do that. It's up to us to believe what the Bible says and therefore when we do come across the spirit of Antichrist, we can understand by God's word, by his spirit, what is truth and what is false. Now, that's important to you as a believer to keep that in mind that what you hold in your hand is the Bible. God has given you an understanding of it and it is up to you and I too also to 
to compare spiritual things with spiritual. And if you come across something that is false, it is not true. So think about that word true with me for a moment. That word true is not needed in heaven. Yet the word true is needed in the in this world which is temporary by nature. You need the truth. We, we need the Spirit of God to understand the truth. By understanding the truth, we can also then discern what is false and like, and like then what God did to Satan when Satan comes along with his false doctrines or his lies or his false preachers or you name it, then we, can, we have the word of God which we can come back to as our authority and we can say, no, Satan, that is false. That was a false statement that you would believe that you could be God because there is only one true God and that is our Lord and our God, Saviour, Jesus Christ. And amen.